0: 121st episode of The Sausage Factory, which is brought to you by Spong.com and hosted by me, Chris O'Regan. In this show, we interview video game developers and ask them how they made their start making games, what their influences are, and who inspires them. Split into two halves, the show initially focuses on the developer themselves, and in the second half, we discuss the game they're here to promote, which in this case is PyroPop Plus, which is published by 13am Games. David. Who are you? And what do you do? Hey, Chris.
1: My name is Dave Proctor. David, to, you know, if, if we're super formal. Uh, and be, I am yeah. the producer at 13am Games and 13am Shipping Solutions.
0: And you've actually got hold of Pop P- Plus. You're, you're publishing it, just to be clear. On behalf of who, could you say? On behalf of Dotico Studios, yeah. which is a
1: uh, a studio out of Japan run okay. by Hawken King, who um, is a lovely expat Brit. Uh, living in in Japan and making amazing video games.
0: Yeah, and of this is this, this is one of them. Everyone, it's uh, this is stunning. This is, yeah, it this is, is It, it, it it's it's when I first encountered it, the first screenshots, I just stopped everything, dropped everything. <laughs> what, what is? Why would no nothing good can come from this? But before we go delving deep into that game, I want to find out about you, Dave, and what makes you okay. tick. So, how did you make your start working in video game land? Uh, well, yeah,
1: me and the the rest of 13AM Games, we all met in school actually. Ooh, um, we were uh, we were all in a games design program together uh, a few years ago, and we got along like a house on fire, uh, which is like supposed to be a good expression.
0: Yeah, That's I never understood thing. it. Yeah, it's, anyway, but, yeah.
1: like so, it, we got along in the good way, and also in the way that you know. We were like a house on fire. Like it was just like a big, energetic, crazy, like ride all the time, and uh, and that's just how how we rolled. And uh, we liked working together. We liked making games together. We came up with this idea for Runbo at a game jam, and we said, you know what? I think this is our I think this is our thing. I think mean, this is our game. And then we started a company, uh, showed it to Nintendo, shipped it on the Wii U. The rest is history.
0: Right. So. Give a bit back. What was your first game you made then?
1: Uh, well, to be perfectly honest with you, the yeah. one that <laughs> the one that we uh, admit to making is Rumbo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I mean, I, I said as a kid, as a child, did you like make little games? I mean, I like delving into that side of people's so, like experiences. So is, for you know, me, yeah, um, for me, I uh,
1: I did a few things. With Game Salad before I met these guys. Right. Uh, which is a lovely little drag and drop, uh, logic only, no coding game editor. Um, it's a lot of fun and it's a great way to prototype ideas quickly to see if they're actually any any joy. Uh, the first game that I ever made was an Asteroids ripoff uh, because I think that's like the, it's, it's like the law. That's the first game that you have to make. Is
0: it? I thought it was like, you know, Minor 49 or some platformer. So I'm so <laughs> my age there now. Really and so no,
1: I, th- I think it's easier to uh, do asteroids. I think it's easier to make an asteroid. Oh, okay, oh. Uh, and and like I always hated the uh, asteroids control scheme, and uh, and I was like, I,
0: I'm going, going to
1: try to do this myself, and then I, I yeah I, I did exact same thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> because asteroids is I still when I was seeing arcade machine of it because there was one at Pax West, and I yeah. spent, I spent a lot of time on that machine.
1: <laughs> oh, it's, it's a. <laughs> It's a great game. Like, don't get me wrong. Um,
0: yeah.
1: One of those. Uh, it's one of those things where I always get disoriented, and I don't know anyone that doesn't get disoriented by that game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's. No, uh, before that, though, I was a writer. Okay. Uh, I still, kind of do. I still kind of do writing. That's my main sort of creative outlet. And it was one of the big things that I, I brought to the table because we all come from different backgrounds here, um, with different skill sets and stuff. And and yeah, uh, you know, my thing was 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 writing. I'd published a few books by myself uh, and a novel through another company. Um, and that that's been my major sort of creative output for most of my life. And uh, just I, I always kind of noticed that video games were something that mattered to me. There were there was something that I enjoyed doing. There was something that I like That that helped me blow off steam and relax and whatever. Um, and it was something that I wanted to make sure that I had the chance to keep doing. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, you know what? Yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's meet a bunch of dudes and, and make video games together and see what happens.
0: What I marvel at about video games, and it's something I've mentioned on the show before, so forgive me, regular listeners, never mind, but we're going to talk about it again. But uh, it's important. How different, many different mediums video games encapsulate into right. one? Isn't it amazing? It's a lot. It's a lot.
1: (laughs) And you know, for me, it was. I was looking at. um, I was looking at all the things that I like doing. You know, like I I like. I like the idea of scripting, and I wasn't never really great at it. Um, But I like. uh, I like writing. I like cutting together, you know, film and editing sound and stuff like that. It's it's a huge. it just hits on all my notes, you know, and I loved I loved hearing about and studying the art and industry of video games, and I thought this is my this is a good this is a good chance for me to find something that I actually want to do.
0: Yeah, uh, it's definitely um, what I'm trying to glom onto. There is really the idea that you know you can be a there's there's writing literature involved. There's, the um, mm-hmm. art, of course, in a very basic term, and also yes. a more complex term as well. There is, uh, narrative, there is, uh, stimulation, and all of these things, yep. and there's, there's, there's that interactivity, of course, which is the core to most video games. Let's not go there now, because some don't really, let's not <laughs> muddy the water with that discussion. No, um, that's too much. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um I just found it, Uh, You you hear about musicians spending years and years on an album. Like, what are you doing? You you have video game developers spending, I don't know, 18 months. They made a game in the time you've been... God knows what you're doing in a recording studio. You know, it's like... (laughs) And you were just making some songs. I mean, yes, granted, some of them are pretty amazing. Some not, so... But it's just making a video game. And it's just... Yeah, it's... uh, I I just... uh, I marvel at the medium I really really do and it is a medium people need to embrace that I know you understand it and many others well, I do think, I think but, they are I think yeah. people
1: are starting to really get yeah, what it is about uh, about games that, that people like right
0: yes yes most definitely and now exploring new avenues and new, and new, new places which is which is an excellent and amazing thing so yeah you're a publisher and a primary now I think or a creator as well but uh, we are, a, we are a little bit of both. If I, if I can bug. clarify. 13am Shipping Solutions
1: is a sub company to 13am Games.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, as creators and indie publishers, I'm going to ask you this as a, a lump question. And this question you may balk at and say, oh, Chris, this is too open. I can't grasp this. But I'm going to try it anyway because I love asking this. Because as a creator, what do you believe you're most influenced by? Oh geez! Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> You're proud
1: of that question, oh, yeah. uh, and, and you should be. What do we believe we are most influenced by, or what do I believe that I'm most influenced Indeed, by? Indeed, yes. Um, I think it's things that I take in. Um, like my greatest source of ideas come from taking in different types of movies, books, plays, games, whatever. Uh, I think you are a product of your of your interactions, and you are always working on like ideas never stop you know yeah, um I believe people are are constantly if they are creative people uh, or this is a mark of creative people is to constantly be reevaluating what there is around you and what you can do to change, amplify, or extend it
0: yeah that's that's a fantastic answer it's other other people have responded to me by <clears throat> various um aspects of other games is a really good one uh yep. but also um literature certain yeah. facets of literature then narrative uh character interaction that kind of thing uh but sense. you know another really really good one is i've had a sort of pause and a very long almost pregnant pause from the other the interviewee they said I have a lost?" he said no i'm here i'm here i'm just trying to he finally said, "The universe itself." But <laughs> yeah, it is pretty awesome, I mean, isn't yeah, it? If yeah.
1: you, you want to write that down, that's, <laughs> that is
0: uh, our something. reality. Yeah. Okay, yes. that's good. Yeah. The we, idea of being awake, being awake. Yeah, and experiencing this, this place that we call the universe. Okay, right, done, and that inspires you. Absolutely, that influences me. That inspires me. That drives me forward uh, as as a, as a creator of things, and that's what you are. You know, and that's what I wanted to, that's the purpose of that question is for you to recognize that fact. Is that, yeah, I create things. Why? And what influenced me to do that? Well, this. And your answer was fabulous. It's, uh, to, to be drawn from all different types of things and then out pops whatever. Not necessarily a bubble. Who's, uh, oh, uh, oh. But in this case. <laughs> but in this case. <laughs> in this case, a bubble. A bubble, which is being fired by a pirate for reasons we haven't yet fathomed, nor should we ever fathom.
1: She's a bad guy. Yeah, you're well... Capturing the townsfolk in bubbles, <laughs> and that's kind of like, that's, you want to stop that from happening.
0: That's, that's mean. That's pretty mean. Yeah, Although exactly. you're a pirate as well, It's quite interesting. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um...
1: <laughs> It gives a duality of uh, of protagonists and antagonists. It does. Very intense. It, yeah, Very it's, intense.
0: There are layers, everyone. There are layers. <laughs> yeah. My next question for you is, this one I have had similarly difficulty with developers. I can't answer this because so I don't want to offend anyone. But the answer, the question is, what developer do you most admire in an industry and why? Wow, that's
1: really good. Yeah.
0: Um, you got good questions. Thank you. <laughs> It's, it's, it's nice.
1: I like that. Researched. And, and I'm actually stalling right now. Um, (laughs) developers that we admire. It can be a
0: people or a company or both. I don't mind.
1: There's a lot. Um, that's hard. I mean, for me personally, and I know for a couple guys on the team, um, we all have different influences. Like some, like companies that I really loved, um, coming into, into video games was, Someone like Double Fine, who are making uh, a you know, ridiculous amount of games all the time, always trying new things, presenting them in fun and quirky ways. Like that, that just gets me so excited. I'm, I'm so stoked by that.
0: Um, they are one, kind of know, relentless, aren't they? It's amazing. They are,
1: they are <laughs> relentless and <laughs> brutally creative. Yes. And you know, it doesn't always work for them, but <sighs> like, but I appreciate the fact that they try more. Than anyone I've ever seen. So that's really cool for me. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the other one, you know, just from being in our, in our studio is, uh, like Nintendo's first party content. We're huge fans of games that you can play that are novel, games that you can play with people, um, games that are designed to usher you through them in a way that, like, only Nintendo can do it, you know? It's like the difference between, um, This is just because I saw uh, a video about Zelda's dungeon design the other day. Um, But it's, like, the difference between, like, a Zelda game and a Ratchet & Clank game. You know, like, there's a... uh, And no disrespect to to Ratchet & Clank, but, like, there's a... There's a a breadth of experience in the Zelda games that you can't find anywhere else.
0: No, Um, um, and it's even got this coin term that... I bristle at a little bit, but uh, a Zelda-like... Like oh yeah. yeah, that's a Zelda-like thing, and I've encountered a fair few games recently now that adopt this. What I call when I see a Zelda-like, I think you're in an area relatively open, relatively open to a point, but only, only to a point where you walk around and you see something in the corner of the screen and go, "Why can't I get to that?" It's because yeah. you haven't got a thing. Yeah. <laughs> when you get the and thing, ask you to
1: ask you to have a thing. You need right? a that's thing,
0: and once you get the thing, then you can go to that thing that's shiny because it's shiny <laughs> and they it, 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 that's for me that's what zelda does it's all about feeding off our you know our nerd brains that have you know we get so distracted by something shiny it's it's just yes it is a cliche but it's because it's true you know it's because they it's because they know design right like, yeah, they, yeah they they get it
1: um they have they also you know also other studios that we i mean really look up to or really admire are a lot of the people that helped us get to where we are. Um, companies that, you know, we reached out to for advice or pointers or the, you know, um, very dramatic request to include their characters in our game. Um, in Runbo. so guys like Yacht Club and Drinkbox, um, Over the Moon, Freema Originals, uh, Renegade Kid, and Etoy, uh or however you pronounce, Jules Watcham's new company, um, they are like, these were people that were here for us and we really looked up to and really wanted to be involved with and they, um, and they, and they, and they helped us get to where we are. They helped us like, you know, with, with pointers here and there, uh, let us know that we're, we're doing something right. So that's, that's pretty
0: awesome. I'm happy to say some of those people have been on the show. So you, hey, I like that. you're in good company. So yeah. Um, yeah. All lovely people. So yes. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. Um, Do you have any more or should we move on to the last and my favourite question?
1: I mean I could go through and list off the remainder of those partners just to make sure I don't sound like a jerk. Yeah,
0: you could do that. Uh, And can I do it from memory?
1: No, I can't do it from memory. Um, You know, like if I'm just if I'm totally not stalling and just thinking about things off the top of my head... Uh, uh, and not trying to open up a text file. Um,
0: <laughs> Love the narrative. <laughs> Loving the narrative, there, everyone. We're
1: we're very much about transparency. That's uh, yeah, that's how we operate. That's how we operate. Uh, I like
0: that. Yeah.
1: And you know, if I'm going to if I'm going to thank people, I'm going to make sure that I don't miss anybody. Um, to continue, yes. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm loading up the. There we go uh continuing and like cannot forget uh, choice provisions I'm actually mad that I, I didn't mention that one close to first um, Daco uh, studios which is Hawkins company obviously daco Daco limited hyperlight drifter from heart machine games Um Creates, over the moon rain 2dx uh, image and form and uh, Galaxy trail and way forward way forwards Shante is joining run bone next week so those are those are the people that were gracious enough to help us get to where we are and uh, you know that and the the sweat and tireless hours of this amazing team of mine
0: Yeah. well by that very act makes them all awesome so they they deserve they deserve the call out so thank you for that so my last question in the first half um, is my favourite question Mainly because it gives I like to think it gives me a hint at the working on next. It doesn't. It never does. Um also uh it's also I'm legally required to ask it because it's a video game podcast, therefore I have to ask yeah. this question. Yeah. <laughs> the question is, what are you playing right now?
1: Hey, I like that. Yeah. Um, I see what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I'm actually, I'm actually almost through um, "Alone with You" by Benjamin Rivers. He is a uh, he's a Toronto developer. He makes really cool adventure games. Uh, I'm playing this on the Vita. It's also available on PS4. Um, and like, I'm not joking. Just the the other thing that I'm playing right now is Pirate Pop Plus. Yes, uh, yes. I've been looking forward to getting it on my on my new 3DS for a very long time and uh I took a download code with me to Seattle last week and it's it's a blast
0: Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a great answer um uh, but let's go back to the adventure game a little bit what's what's yeah that, of course what's, what's that about I'm not familiar with it
1: No, it's okay alone with you is a um it's a sci-fi romance adventure uh it's like it's kind of like a dating sim but it's totally not right um, you have to play it to understand why it doesn't pigeons in debate. it is it There are no pigeons.
0: (laughs) Just to be all doves. Just to be clear. Which,
1: it's purely doves. Um, No, you you have a character and the character moves around. It's not so much like, um, like a first person, you know, um, visual novel style thing. It's like you're moving around and you're interacting with objects and, and holographic projections of, uh, of people. But you're also like stranded on a, on this alien planet and you have to try to bring your colony back to life and like get home. Um, so it hits a lot of really interesting sci-fi tropes and notes. Like it's a really cool story. Like it's it's a great sci-fi story, but it also has these like these moments that hit you right in the feels that come out of this uh this dating sim side. It's um it's really great. I I think it's an awesome game and I'm really, really happy I picked it up.
0: Thanks for the pro tip. I'll have to dive into myself. I love adventure games, so uh yeah. I just love delving into the stories and the worlds people create. Um one hundred Yeah, I'm very much an explorer. Uh it's one of the reasons why I played well WoW for so long. <laughs> it, yeah. That was the only reason. Not for the stuff. The stuff was a means no. to an end. It was just, It was to see in the stuff that they'd made, you know. Some of those dungeons are incredible. Uh I know. so that's why that's why I did it. So <laughs> That's my excuse, and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> um, so that's why I like playing adventure games, it's not so much solving the puzzles, that's rewarding in of itself. It's really seeing what's next on the next screen and what, what else Course. I need to, to to explore. Okay, well, that's a great set of answers, and now we're going to go on to the second half where we delve deep into Pirate Pop Plus. skinny
1: <laughs> no that's our goal our goal is to make you say it very slowly very slowly yeah think about every word
0: so this is the first question it's also known as the zeroth question which yes mm-hmm. it's an asimov reference but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so could you tell us so sort of question see that's why it's zero um tell us what is pirate pop plus Power
1: Pop Plus is a retro-styled, uh, arcade action game, um, built by Dataco Studios. Uh, Hawken actually made it at a, uh, the initial prototype at a Game Boy Jam, where he was tasked with either making a game for a Game Boy or making a game that looks like it is on a Game Boy. Um, and he was like, ah, oh, you know, I've always wanted to do this. Uh, I've never seen this, this combination of mechanics, like taking Pang and Buster Brothers, uh, you know, style of shooting and mixing it with this gravity. Um, it's something that he'd never seen before and really wanted to try out, and it's so much fun. The whole game is played on your console as though it is on its own handheld console within it. So you are in possession of the Pocket game that you can customize by earning coins. Uh, you can change the faceplate buttons, add stickers, change the backlight, change the music, unlock new characters, all, like, give you the feeling of you know, I don't know about you. But like on my Game Boy, I had tons of stickers growing up. Um, I, I, you know, customized the heck out of that thing, and that was something that they that he really wanted to capture on was like the idea of carrying around a fun experience with you at all times, uh, and that's uh, that's pup Plus.
0: Um, I must confess, I was one of those kids. That's like, what, is like, was a scratch on it? Oh God! And I, 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 just, I was, <laughs> I was the opposite. You know, as well as. Really weird, like like no, no. It must be perfect and pristine, just as I bought it. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love playing games, but uh, no, I I never really went into uh, the customization and really that much. You know, the whole Xbox okay. 360 custom faceplate. What, what are you doing? Why? Why would you? Why? Why? Why would you do this?
1: <laughs> uh, hey man, that's yeah. that's fair. And the, <laughs> the thing about uh, about PowerPaw Plus is that if you don't want to do that, you don't
0: have to. You don't, no.
1: but. For me, I one of the things that I like I like when I play the game, I like unlocking a bunch of stuff and mixing and matching. But it's also kind of fun to look at the color combinations and try to make like a nice looking handheld. Yeah. Like if you watch our trailer, which is available on the Nintendo YouTube page right now, you can see that we, we created like some really cool looking handhelds with in-game customizations and it just makes the game feel like your own.
0: Yeah. I think my ultimate one is the Black Chrome. With the orange backlight. It just looks like hey. something from Tron. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Tron reference. <laughs> oh. So I thought, yeah, I'll go with that. That's, it's pretty cool. It's uh, not easier to play, though, but it's still... It's, yep. It probably makes it worse, if anything. Have you unlocked the uh, the neon backlight yet? No, I don't think I have.
1: It's, it's very expensive. Right. And, like, it's just... It's eye blistering. It's so much fun.
0: <laughs> um... So what we describe, if you're not listeners, if you're not familiar with Game Boy games, and I many of you may not be, you know, they are it's quite an old system. Um, it's basically it is black and white, or to, but it's but it's grey, sort of shades of grey. Like it's not completely just sort of two colours. It's not like the the uh, game and watch games of old. Although one of my earliest handhelds was a game and watch. It was Donkey Kong Junior, which you can now nice. you can. It's a great great game. It was one of the best ones ever released. And, uh, I remember playing that relentlessly as a child. Uh, but, now, I still play it to this day now because it's back on, it's not on the 3DS, you can actually buy it on the 3DS. Uh, yes. Nice. Yeah, so I still play it. But, uh, it's, what you've got here is this extraordinary arcade game. It's very, very fast and very, very fluid. No Game Boy could actually run this game, really. It would fall over very quickly. Due to the speed and the amount of stuff that's flying around on the screen. So there's that con- oh, there's that conceit that a lot of people think, oh, this looks like an 8-bit game. No 8-bit computer could, in fact, no 16-bit computer. In fact, Borderline 32 couldn't do it. Because, oh, goodness, no. because, because there's stuff going on there that's just, it, it looks like, it looks like, you know, it's like an imitation or a, a reflect, it's, it's how you remember the games to be. But if you actually play them now, they're not like that. It's a, they're basically they weren't so, so bad, but there was like there's only so many things that could happen on the screen at the same time, and when it when they tried to push it a little bit too hard, the whole thing ground to a halt. Uh, no, absolutely, that
1: was pretty. You, yeah. you hit the nail right on the head. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean some of the um, like Castlevania games and stuff like that, they did a they did an amazing job of squeezing that stuff into those little carts. But honestly, they had no business. <laughs> <laughs> playing those games on that machine. But uh you know, games like Tetris were perfect for 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 the Game Boy, but uh when it comes to um, some of the more shall we say, action pack games, it was not, not so much. Not so much. So the structure of the game is you you're your little dude at the bottom wearing this amazing pirate hat. That's the default <laughs> character anyway. I'm deeply jealous of that hat, I need to get one. It's massive. This is way too big for his head. Uh, the very, very—it's most of his—it's most of his bodies. It's massive. It just imagine the one says classic pirate, you know, sort of tri-cornered hat. It's huge, and he's wearing it backwards, of course, and stuff. It's brilliant, um, and he doesn't care because he's you know. And uh, what happens is this big pirate in the middle of the screen, right in the middle of the screen, fires two massive bubbles at you, which are toxic. Apparently, you have three eyes, which are represented by big oh, okay. fat hearts, which you can't miss. Uh, Take up a good chunk of the screen. I've noticed, Um, which is interesting. I noticed that you you say you only have these lives. It's almost like you're yelling at the player. Like this is not like a rogue, like or anything like that. It's just a regular arcade game. Get over it. And these are the lives you have. You might get some back. I I don't know.
1: (laughs) Hawken is a very good designer, and he and he knows how to make uh, how to make people aware of you know what. What they're doing, what what, what's presenting to them? We got to watch um, uh, Alex only from Nintendo Life play the game, and he had no idea what it was about. And he, you know, he picks up everything just just from just from the simplicity of Hawkins' design. Yeah, it's actually a really funny video where he reacts to everything on the fly, which we really appreciate.
0: I think the glancing—if you just have a need a glance to look at something—I mean, it's not in the face, it's not in the way, but you need to just glance. Like, how many lives do I have? Oh, I have two. I'm all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's I, it. I, it's quite common for me to have that I've I've always like always lost one or two doing a cha- a level up up, up when a change levels like oh damn it oh it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just that that little glance because the, the, the game the speed the speed of it's ridiculous and you just have to if you you know just a little glance in your eyes is enough to tell you because you shouldn't yeah. have to crane your neck <laughs> to see no, how many you know no. how many lives you've got, cause you have got because you have you're already dead. You know, it's just ludicrous. And it is the screen is actually compressed into a very small rectangle. Mm-hmm. And it, the whole console looks like a WonderSwan more than a Game Boy in many regards. Okay.
1: Uh, well, well done. <laughs> I, we've also heard that it looks like a, a Neo Geo Pocket Color. It does look like that too, um, yes.
0: Yes, it looks yeah. very much like that. only difference being there's only one button and a D-pad. Um I've been playing on my 360 controller because I'm playing on the PC version. Uh, and, uh, that's, that's difficult because the D-pad on those is, how can I put it, rubbish. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I need to put my PS4 controller in because that's way better. But, uh, anyway, that aside, so that's, that's, that's the basis of the game. You're firing this, this little anchor. That's your base weapon, isn't it? It's an anchor, isn't it? And... Uh,
1: yeah, it is, absolutely.
0: I want to ask you about this anchor. So this is the first design question. It's the first. This is question number one, Dave. Uh, so okay. the primary weapon is a, has a very slow fire rate. Okay. But it has a chain. So why is the chain there? And was it
1: always present? Um. So again, and I'll be answering these questions on behalf of Hawken, who Indeed. put the game together. Um. But I've seen early uh early builds of Pirate Pop Plus before you had certain... Uh, when it was just Pirate Pop, to be honest. Um, and yeah, it was always there. The thing I like about the chain on the anchor um, is that it adds extra collision space to the screen. So if you're a little bit off, if you're just that little tiny bit off, you can still pop a bubble. You can actually get into leading your bubbles a little bit um And hitting maybe you know one or two at a time.
0: That's what I tended to do with the chain. Yeah, yeah, That's what I thought the chain that was its purpose was to was to scoop up little bubbles.
1: No, it has a it has uh, that's that's exactly it. It's a it's a beautiful little subtle thing that doesn't change how you feel about what you're doing, but makes it easier to do it. Probably makes you like it more.
0: Yeah, and just to be clear everyone, uh, when you fire your your anchor, it goes into and it hits a bubble and then the bubbles then shatters into lots of small bubbles. So you have to take all of those out until they've all gone from the screen, and then the the, the pirate reappears and shoots two more bubbles, etc. 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 And uh, things are dropped from the screen, fruit treasure chests, they're great. The 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 oh, theme, I- they're just so when you stand over those and just all the coins eaten by you it's just so good and they sit for those that
1: haven't played the game at home they sit on the screen waiting for you to walk to them yes and then when you get there they just it's just like that tiny little second that little bit of wait, and then it pops open and all these coins spew out oh it's so (laughs) great
0: it's so they, they are a glorious glorious thing almost as good as the uh the weapon that you pick up which is very useful um, that that can there's there's a there's some like harpoon weapon and all sorts of things suddenly appears. It reminds yeah. me a bit of um Oh um, some sort of like uh there's 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 um some some other sort of arcade games like um <clears throat> I'm just trying to remember beginning with A but it's like it was like Breakout but uh Yeah, yeah but it had um it's a big updated version of Breakout where you got guns and stuff. The the name will reappear in my head later on in this interview. And then we'll just carry on. But the next carry the next question is uh-huh. we haven't really discussed it that much. You did give a hint about it, but why is the gravity shifting? Um, wh <laughs> so, okay. yeah. well, well, or... why does it shift? So basically rather than you always being on the bottom of the screen, you find yourself on the size and the top and all over the place. I mean do you
1: want the Like the the game logic answer, or the like, why is that fun answer?
0: It's the both, really. Sorry to be greedy.
1: (laughs) No, the gravity is shifting because Bubble Pirate, on top of uh, Bubble Pirate is the enemy, Pete Jr. is your protagonist. Um, On top of Bubble Pirate being able to encase the townspeople in bubbles and, and spawn a number of bubbles, he also has this gravity gun. That he can use to activate four magnets that are on the walls, the four walls of the of the play area. So he'll activate one of the magnets, and these big, huge arrows will point to it, and you'll be like, "Oh no, we're we're going to move." Um, and then you have to play, continue to play the game like you've been, you know, mastering so far from a totally different perspective, using different inputs up and down, left and right, whatever it may be. Um, and now, why is that fun, or why do I think Hawken did it? I think Hawken, you know, apart from the idea that it's uh, it's it's not just a great core game concept, but it also adds on something that we've seen before in, in, in a game like Pang, um, it also changes how you play and how you're thinking about what you're doing. So not only can you pop bubbles with your anchor, but you can also stomp on them with your feet if you end up careening towards one of the other... Walls and it lets you build up these huge combos that are so satisfying to do um, in addition to like mastering new inputs from different on different walls and stuff it just it's great for variety it makes sure that no game that you ever play is the same and uh, it just lends itself to to master it.
0: yeah i i I think that bit about you allowing to pop the bubbles with your feet. Very important because you can't jump in this game, everyone. Nope. Because um, you've only got one button. Remember, it's, just, so it's a one button thing. So um, you, if you, when you do jump, it's like you're just falling from one side of the screen to the other. And if you can, you try to catch as many bubbles as you can when you do that. Because, like you said, you get massive combos. from because it's a, it's, an, it's a, it's a skill. You know, that's a, that's a skillful thing to do. And the game is rewarding. Pirate Pot Plus rewards players. For playing it well.
1: You're, you're getting it 100%. That's exactly what classic arcade games do, and it's exactly what this game does.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know it sounds weird, <laughs> although no, maybe it doesn't, These ever since a certain game with the initials D and S have on it, uh, <laughs> and this number is 1, 2, and 3, uh, <laughs> um, has now infused people to the idea that to play... Your your advancement isn't based on how many stuff you have; it's more your ability to play the game in the first place. That's it, and uh, that's been something that's uh, we can only thank uh, the makers of that fine game, which I haven't mentioned or named, just alluded to, (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, has uh, has has done a great thing to the video game uh, firmament, as we call it. So. I want to ask a bit about the past, because you can't, you can't talk about Pirate Pop Plus without talking about the past. Um, we've already hinted at it and spoken about it already, but I want to ask directly, it's clearly inspired by Game Boy games. Of course it was, because it's based on a jam that was, you know, the premise was, you make a game that's remarkably similar to a Game Boy game, although it really isn't. That's, that's it, yes, correct. Can you expand a little bit on what Games directly influenced Pirate Pop Plus, and why? Well, definitely those uh, those two that uh, the game always gets compared to.
1: Um, Pang, Buster Bros. Those are like classic uh, retro game experiences. Just that core mechanic, but I think I think anything where you'll you'll see any score chaser, anything that makes you want to come back and keep playing. Um, that's the kind of that's the kind of game experience that Hawkins was going for you know in the office here, when we were looking for titles that inspired us from a publishing perspective, we look at uh, a game like Woe Dave by Choice Provisions, which is a small game, but it is oh. an amazing arcade cor- yes. score chaser right I but
0: love love that game um, it's so I'm good so bad at it, but it doesn't matter like, just, you know it doesn't matter it, no, it doesn't it, matter no <laughs> <laughs> um but that's the that's the beauty
1: about about like arcade games they ask you to be good at one thing and to keep trying to be better yes. and that's the that is the I mean that's that's what a lot of retro games did you know
0: um, yeah the good ones then, the good ones yeah. did because not all of them are good Dave <laughs> no
1: that's true but um, that was the original that was the original attitude it was like yeah, we gotta pack this full of content uh, and we don't have a whole lot of place to put that content so we're gonna make it something that people can get good at master and, and try and try again and that's you know, that's the kind of stuff that we tried to do with Runbow, um, and that's the kind of game that Hawken likes, and it's why we work so well together.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you see uh, films and documentaries like King of Kong. Uh, you mm-hmm. may have opinions about that one way or another, but there's a... I'm not sure if they actually the people playing or experiencing those games actually like the games at all, um, because they, they sort of seem to be just going through the motions of responding to patterns, and then just... Reacting to them, and it's like they're, they're in a place that I'd rather not be. Uh, I'd rather much sort of enjoy the experience whilst getting better at the game for the game's sake. If you get my meaning, yep. uh, it, I
1: absolutely
0: do. Yeah, and whereas you see these people just, I don't know, just this is like it's like being on a treadmill, only a rather complicated one, but it's still a treadmill. And like, yeah, I don't want to be there. <laughs> But yeah, hey, good luck to you. It's it's that's a thing you like doing, that's yeah. fine. I'm not going to judge you, but it's not something for me. And I like, and ever since then, I've i I've, I've no longer become sort of anxious about being good or bad at video games, and just enjoy them for what they are, and just yeah. you just let go. It's like, you know, I find myself getting better at games because of that, especially Asteroids and indeed Pirate Pot Plus, when you just sort of let go. It's okay. You're probably going to. F- Die, you're probably going to do, you know, and that's okay because you can just have another go because the immediate, you know, refresh rate of, uh, and you also get rewarded anyway, even if you fail after getting to level four or something, it doesn't matter because it give you some coins, and you can use, coins, yeah. use those coins to buy a sticker with a weird thing on it, and you just shove it on. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, the game wants you to keep playing, right? It like, does. The beautiful does. thing about Pyropod Plus, it's Pyropod Plus is happy that you. Have decided to spend time with it.
0: Yes, <laughs> and it, yes, and it
1: and it and it always feels rewarding, which makes for like a really great experience. There's another thing that we really love about the game, you
0: know, considering the amount of distractions out there, let's face it, there are a lot of them. Um, and uh, so it, it's sort of saying, Well, oh, thanks for spending time with me because you could be running through the you know, driving up and down the highway and. Or or, uh, in Grand Theft Auto V or or something or playing Skyrim and just sort of killing dragons but instead you're playing a weird GBA emulation game which makes no sense (laughs) so um, my final question I know all good things come to an end but we do have to wrap things up but my final question is this and I only ask this of you because the the style of game uh, I think it lends itself to this question it's a very Plus I believe is a very phonetic game that requires a phenomenal amount of concentration in order to become proficient at. Uh, yeah. What single playing tip would you tell a new player to adopt? Only one.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Only wait, was- wait, what's their what's their goal? Like, like, you gotta give me a little bit more direction than that.
0: Alright. They like, just, they just sat down. You just plop them down in front of the screen, or you've given them a DS, or you've given them a, a Wii U, what have you. They popped, you put it in their hands and go, here we go, Um so you can get past level five.
1: Uh, my, my single greatest tip that I can give. yeah, New players for Pirate Pop Plus. Yeah. Get to hyper mode as soon as you can.
0: Right. It's. Uh, so describe it's, hyper it's the one thing that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. No, and that's well, that's my that's the whole point of the question, because you are right. That's how I figured it out, but I just wanted to draw that out of you. Well done for getting that right. Well done for falling from my trap. <laughs> 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 it was oh, it was yeah. devious of me, I know. But anyway, um, You're a master. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about hyper mode, please. What is that?
1: So, whenever you play Pyro Pop Plus, you can play normal. Uh, which, you know, you have three hearts or if you play as one of the unlockable characters, you might have a few extra. There's reason to to get all these new characters. Um, but if you play in hyper mode, everything is faster, everything is worth more points, coins drop more often, and you only have one heart and it costs you 25 coins to enter. So, it's a, it's a gamble and it's kind of you putting down the 25 coins and saying, I'm good enough to do this. And yeah that's a, that's a really fun thing but it's for me it's it's mostly the the mode that I play on now
0: okay um like i said why why do you think you need to get to hyper mode first what's so, the difference well why is why is it so more much more appealing I, it's it's not necessarily that it's
1: more appealing it's nice to have both experiences but if you want a a tip about how to get good at the game, I suggest that you throw yourself in the deep end and learn <laughs> to swim um <laughs> it all is right. faster it is it is harder the music is more intense it's a really good way to play the game and you know there's like there's a there's a there 's a, a chance that you might lose but there 's a chance that you might win big i pulled in i think i had a i had a bonus like i got all the bonus letters but i i got i got like two hundred and thirty coins one playthrough you know, that's enough to buy a couple of faceplates and a sticker. Yeah. Uh, that's the that's the way to go, you know? Like, it's just big risk, big reward. And then, you know, just see it. See if you can get yourself a little higher up and then go back to normal mode. You're a pro.
0: Yeah. And you're just destroying it because, like, yeah. Ah, i love have all these hearts. I have no risk. Hurrah! Yeah. Let's just barrel on and get more coins. More coins, exactly. more stickers, more... I want that neon thing, please. That'd yeah. be great. Thanks. And you realize... So what it, you do is... Yeah.
1: What you do is you take your new 3DS on the road. You start playing the game on hyper mode and you practice until your thumbs bleed. <laughs> and then you have all your friends over to watch you play Pirate Pop Plus on your Wii U and you play on normal mode and you bet for real money and uh, you, you take all their cash. Don't
0: do that. No, don't do that. We do not advocate that. <laughs> Considering recent uh, recent news uh, things about uh, gambling and things. Just don't do that, everyone. We don't endorse that. But no, yeah, there cosplay cross-play on this thing, isn't there?
1: Uh, cross, cross buy. Cross so buy, if you pick yeah. up the Wii U version, yeah. you can get the new 3DS version for free or vice versa. Awesome.
0: And, which uh. Not, not too bad. No, it's not, not too shabby. Um. And it's all, you know, a very sort of a topical thing to talk about Nintendo, isn't it? But it's great yeah. that you're running on, on, on those platforms and also on Steam, uh. which is the version I've been playing on. And, awesome. um, it is out now as we, at the time we're talking. Uh. it's not only Access Everyone, it's genuinely a real game, it's out. Seriously. <laughs> it's out on the
1: eShop right now And it's, uh, when are we going to be going live? Because it's going live on Steam on November
0: 4th Oh, it'll we'll be out by then
1: Oh, yeah, beautiful yes. It's live, go buy it's it right live.
0: now It's live, you can go, go, go get it, everyone <laughs> um, It's the day before bonfire night, so go for it You know, just While you're watching the yeah. fireworks go off, you'll be playing it Sorry, I'm British so. <laughs> so, yeah, It's weird, we celebrate no one, yeah. no one holds that against you No, is it? Well <laughs> You'd think Europeans might. Anyway, (laughs) on that note, Dave, it's been fantastic having you on. Oh, my God, Chris,
1: thank you so much for having me. I Uh, really
0: appreciate it. No, it's been really fun listening to to chat about this amazing, amazing game. I'm really happy that it's out there. I think the world is a better place for it existing. Um, So uh, I'd like to thank you for, for getting it out there and putting it on all those platforms that people need to see it on. Hopefully we'll see it on even more platforms versus between you and other platform holders uh (laughs) that is exactly what that is (laughs) uh however um so yes it's out now is the time uh, we're we're, we're releasing this so uh, thanks again for listening dave thanks very much for being part of this show thank you chris And uh, if you want to email me any feedback on the show, or actually you're a developer and listen to the show and want your game featured on it, please do email me at chris at spong.com. Also, don't forget to check out the Computer Game Show, which is the stablemate podcast, shall we say, of spong.com. Bye!